You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's Thursday, April the 9th, 2008, and beset by technical difficulties as we are. Uh, this is Jim Hedger from metamen.com, and I'm joined by Dave Davies from beanstalk-inc.com. And uh, we have a, uh, well, we have a great show for you today. Again, beset by technical difficulties as we are. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm doing just great. How about uh, How about you, Jim? I'm doing well. Um, just so, just for your note, and I guess for our listeners, I can barely hear you, brother. Okay, I can, I can talk loud. You can ask anybody who knows me. All right. I'll <laughs> oh, I've, I've heard you talk loud before. I've heard you talk very loud before. And we've got a lot of loud and very tight talking to do today. We have a, a, a action-packed show full of interviews. We have um, Gord Hotchiff coming on first from Inquiro. He's going to be talking about eye-tracking and conversion optimization. And we have a second guest who did our... Um, did the companion article in Web Pro News today, um, Dave? Who do we have coming up after the break? We have Rick Tobin coming on, uh, coming on up, which is, uh, is I'm really excited to chat with him. He's the director of research over there. Uh, wrote some great white papers, one of which, um, well, and and as you know, the companion, uh, the companion article, barriers on a website. Uh, really interesting information in there. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to chatting with him. Well, there you go, friends. The show today is on conversion optimization. And speaking of conversions, we have, uh, we're going to screw around for a few minutes at the, at the beginning of the show, talking a little bit about the, uh, really the only thing that's in the news right now. Um, and that's the Yahoo, Microsoft, and now Google situation. <laughs> hey, what a, dude, this is like the weirdest soap opera. It, it is. And it's, uh, now my, now my, uh, yesterday you and I were, were talking a, a little bit about it. Um, you know, had the had the pleasure of, of chatting with you on the phone yesterday, and now now it's now it's new again, <laughs> or, or not new, but uh, you know, and now there's more. Uh, it seems that every week there's there's some curiosity going on in there, some new new player entering the field, or letters back and forth. 
Uh, you hit the nail on the head. This is uh, this is a geek's version of a soap opera, right? Uh, right here, live in front of us. Well, the reason I'm calling it a soap opera, actually, I'm I, I'm riffing off of Andy Beal over at Marketing Pilgrim. And if anybody really, really wants a uh, a really good lowdown on what's happening on how absurd this is getting, go over and check uh, and check out Marketing Pilgrim. I'm just looking up the uh, URL right now. The Young and the Profitless. Why the micro Yahoo Microsoft saga is like a daytime soap opera, and uh, I think Andy nails it right on the head. Um, here's a quick synopsis. We'll we'll get through this really quickly. Then we'll explain what's actually going on. And this is again taken from uh, Marketing Pilgrim Andy Beal's blog. Previously on the Young and Profitless, after telling Brad, who is Microsoft, that he's just not her type, Stacy, who's Yahoo, started hanging out at bars trying to pick up somebody else and make Brad jealous in the process. Grant, who's Google, sent a drink across the bar and asked to w- offering to whisk Stacy away for a two-week fling of sun, sea, and sand, and, of course, increased revenue from paid clicks. Well, that got Brad, Yahoo, f- fuming. After yelling at, I'm sorry, Brad, Microsoft, fuming. After yelling at Stacy, who's Yahoo, you need a scorecard to keep up. You know what? I'm going to stop reading this. I'm going to tell people, go check out Marketing Pilgrim today. It's uh, Andy's version of the soap opera is much better than me reading Andy's version of the soap opera, but what, what it comes down to. Earlier this week, uh, Microsoft uh, CEO Steve Ballmer fires off a threatening letter to Jerry Yang, CEO of Yahoo, saying, Jerry, dude, stop screwing around. You know I'm going to buy you, so why don't we just get this done? You have three weeks to make up your mind, or we're going to go, we're going to get all nasty and go all proxy fight on you in which Yahoo would nominate uh, members for, I'm sorry, which Microsoft would nominate members for Yahoo's board um, and have a very ugly um, election getting Microsoft-friendly board members on Yahoo's board. Well, Yahoo shoots back, no, that's not going to happen. You're not offering us enough money. Uh, We're open to a deal with you, but sweeten the pot. And then Yahoo goes off, buys Index Tools. So congratulations, Dennis Mortensen and friends over at Index Tools. Um, and starts getting in discussions with AOL. Time Warner, as we all know, wants to dump AOL or move AOL or change AOL somehow. Um, and that would be, you know, that would that would be the end of it. Except Robert Murdoch's News Corporation, the folks who own MySpace, well, they've jumped into this into the fray, and now they're talking with Microsoft about making a joint deal or a joint bid for Yahoo. Are you confused enough yet, Dave? <laughs> well, Never it's kind of, uh, kind of spinning. Yeah, I mean that's 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 quite the play-by-play, and uh, and thank you, Jim, for it. Uh, and oh, yeah, I forgot one point. Oh, there's one more point I got to throw in here. This is get this is where it gets really weird. Okay, Yahoo has gone to Google, and like I they've been talking about this for for a long time, and people in the search marketing industry have been talking about this for a while. But um, Yahoo's gone to Google and said, "Well, look, okay." We'll test your ads on our system. So now approximately 3% of Yahoo search results are returning Google AdWords ads. So Yahoo's thing if it can increase revenue by going with Google advertising. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what to think about that. It wasn't that long ago they dumped Google advertising. So, yeah, you got well, and they did, And they spent a year and a half developing Panama. All that yeah. money, all that, all that research, all that time, and all that hype, and now they're 
saying Panama is not going to, you know, isn't doing it for them, and they need to go with the much larger inventory that Google holds. Um, is this an admission of defeat, or is it a last-second strategy? I mean, it, it, it's very hard to tell. I mean, they may very well be just trying to pull, like, uh, seeing that the end is in sight, that that some, it, the, a purchase of some sort, at least in my opinion, is going to go through at some point in the next year to two years. Um, they they may very well just be making a play to get Google uh, interested, and, and just, to, like, obviously they're in a spot where they're just trying to get the most they can. Fair enough. Who isn't? Um, so they might just be trying to pull pull Google into the fray, show Google what uh, what their distribution network can do, uh, maybe try and pull some bids in from Google and uh, and and increase. Now, I mean that would be a disaster just from the the competition issues. But um, you know, I mean, there's there's all sorts of tactics they could be trying to pull off with that. Well, something we definitely want to bear in mind while watching watching what Yahoo does is they know that their shareholders want something to happen. It's all up to the shareholders. So a sale mightn't even go through. The shareholders might decide to keep things status quo, for all we know. Um, but anything that Yahoo does propose to its shareholders, especially as a way to fend off Microsoft, has to be approved by the FTC. It has to, it has to get regulatory approval. So I don't think Microsoft really wants to go too far into bed with Google because, uh, I mean, even if, even if they had Google doing all their ad network, I still think that would... That would, uh, well, that would really raise the attention of the FTC. That would that would give Google over ninety ninety percent of the online ad market, and I don't think anybody wants to see that happen. No, well, except Google, but except Google, <laughs> of course, yes, and Google share poor beleaguered Google shareholders. Oh my goodness, um, you know, we could talk about this for a long time, but we have a really tight show. We have we a do. very long and detailed interview with Gord Hotchiss coming up in a few minutes. And after that, we have, um, I'm sorry, who is our second guest? Rick Tobin. And we have Rick Tobin, both from Enquiro. We're talking about conversion optimization today here on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. We have such a long show, we're going to have at least two commercial breaks. I want to get one in now. And then we're going to go straight into our interview with Gord. Um, so, friends, this is Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com and Dave Davies from Beanstalk-Inc.com. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. We have Gord Kotchkis coming up next. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Welcome back to our coverage of the 17th Annual Golf Invitational, brought to you by SureHits.com. When looking for the right ad network, there seem to be unlimited choices. Go with the only network that targets the insurance industry, SureHits.com. Let's head down to the fairway. Here we are at the 18th hole. Odd choice for Ken Mitchum to not go with SureHits.com here. I mean, they are the only ad network that targets the insurance industry. Definitely a strange choice to not pick the best option for publishers in the finest category, but, oh, here's a swing. Oh, look out, folks. Terrible slice into the woods. Jeff Burns now stepping up to the fairway. And it looks like he's already chosen SureHits.com. Clearly the best choice since they pay more for quality traffic. And the swing. Oh, my, he crushes it. When getting ready to make your drive, go with a sure thing. SureHits.com. For insurance, it's SureHits. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah. GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. (laughs) 
We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say no more. Huh? I see you working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creators for you to optimize your eCPM, and they will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com. For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. Welcome to the Daily Search Cast. Hey, little Yahoo, look who's after you. Hey, little Yahoo, who's your suitor now? Hey, little Yahoo, who's the one who wants you? Hey, little Yahoo, shotgun. Boom. It's a nice day for a Microsoft wedding. Got it? You pick it up? I love it. Okay, good. The Daily Search Cast. Live broadcast Monday through Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm. Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Thursday, April the 10th, and we're talking conversion optimization today. Now, as, as listeners know, we've been on a 10-chart series on conversion optimization with tie-in articles happening at WebProNews.com down in their expert articles section. And we're almost at the end of the end of the series. We're at section number nine, conversion optimization. And on the line, we have one of the people who helped pioneer the concept of conversion optimization, Gord Hoshkis from Inquiro. Uh, Gord, welcome to we- to Webcology on Webmaster Radio. Thanks, Jim. Now, it was your eye tracking studies, I think. Um, now, your eye tracking studies that you published starting three or four years ago that started webmasters thinking about conversion optimization. What got you onto eye tracking? Well, I think, you know, <laughs> eye tracking is one of those things where because it's such that the images are so compelling, it, it kind of takes over what the purpose of it is. And I just want to quickly kind of put eye, eye tracking back into perspective. It's it's one tool that we use um, to try to gain insight into a user. And and we got into eye tracking because we thought it, it provides some interesting insights that you don't typically get from other, other tools or other methodologies. But I, I think it's important to remember what the end purpose is. And the end purpose is to understand more about your users. And eye tracking is just one way to do that. There's there's several other ways. Um, so whether you use eye tracking or not, um, you know, is, is probably secondary to making a decision that you really want to step inside your customer's head or your tar- your prospect's head and try to understand what's going on in there. Um, but, you know, that said, for us, eye tracking is, is proven to be a, a great tool, and it, it does provide um, some really strong clues as to what the person might be thinking about because you see not only what they do but where they look as well. 
Now, you bring up a, a, a good point there, and, and I'm glad that you brought it up, um, that eye tracking is a phenomenal reports that it provides, but it is one tool among among many, and I'd imagine you know it, it's, a, it's a costly endeavor for a lot of businesses if they want to get a really, really good uh, snapshot of what, of what multiple people are doing, because, of course, you need, you need human beings to, to actually do these. What would, what would you be going in for ahead of time? What are you looking at um, when you're in your initial stages before you've even launched into, into dealing with eye tracking when you're trying to help a, a client increase their conversions? Yeah, probably the most important thing is is the study design. Um, you know, if you're using eye tracking or if you're using any methodology, you really want to get a clear understanding of what the objectives are and what what the the possible um, you know biases or or confounding factors might be in any study. So, you really want to think through the design process and say, what is it that we really want to learn? Um, you know, there's two ways to do eye tracking. You can do a well structured study where where you identify your variables and you present it in a way that, that you get good, solid information, or you could just throw a lot of people at a computer screen and, and try to figure out what they're doing afterwards. <laughs> we, we have done it both ways, and believe me, it's a lot more work on the back end if you do it the second way. So I think a little bit of time spent really um, investing in, in thinking through your study design and figuring out what your objectives are. The other thing I think that's important is not to try to do too much at once. Um, one of the things you'll learn fairly quickly when you start looking at eye tracking results is it's in, it's an incredibly deep data set. There's there's a lot of information captured that can be sliced and diced a lot of ways, and unless you have a clear idea of what you're going in looking for, you can you can really get lost in the data. Um, so you know you you really want to think okay what what do I want to get out of this data? Um, how am I going to structure the study to, to try to get that clear and, you know, how am I going to make sure that my time spent on the back end analyzing the data is, is well spent? 